Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer, and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and friends from um, all over the world. We're glad you're here with us tonight, and we hope here in the nation that you had a wonderful Labor Day and uh, a special time with your family and with your friends. And uh, we hope you had the Lord with you and had a great picnic and maybe a great Thanksgiving and a prayer for him for what he's done in your life also. We've got a great program coming tonight. In fact, Labor Day is a little different. We have two of our hosts. We're trying to get back in here for us. But uh, we've got a great show. You know our our team and our people that you know. First of all, I'm just going to introduce Dr. Paul for you, Dr. Paul Hall from Longpoke, California, which is down by Santa Barbara. And Paul is a retired pastor. He's a theologian. He's been my friend for over 50 years. He's one of those men that God places in your life that uh, he takes with you all the way through now and eternity, because I know he was <laughs> have a good time. So yeah. they still let us in after all the stuff we did, Paul. But oh, we're good. We're good. We know it's good. But in any event, Paul is uh, in the West Coast here with us. And uh, we have in Texas, in Central Texas, we have Pastor Ron Greer waiting for Ron to check in. He's been in Florida working on some things. And uh, we expect he's going to be in a little bit any any time here because he's excited about tonight. And also, we just got a quick text from uh, Dr. Um, Tank Thayer and, of course, his wife, Stephanie, the founder and CEO of Quenching Well. And they're there in, uh, in um, northern Georgia, right near the border there of South Carolina. And uh, they'll be checking in with us really any minute, probably. But we want to just go ahead because we've got some very exciting information you're going to receive tonight. I, I hope you, you check the text. I put a couple of things we're going to hear about tonight up there for you. I didn't mention the one that's really going to be exciting. If you have seen anything about Joe Namath, this ought to be really interesting tonight. Um, <laughs> I'm excited to hear some about that phenomenon. Also about uh, this great and uh, very profitable uh, issue that has just been brought up and passed uh, so that we're going to make everybody well and do away with inflation. But in any event, you're going to hear about how that affects Medicare and how it affects seniors also. Mm. So with, without any further ado, I love to use that fancy intro every once in a while, Paul. But without wasting any time, we're going to go right ahead and introduce you to somebody you've requested. We've had Steve Cavazud with us uh, on two other occasions. And mm. by request, continual request, so many of our uh, folks are... Uh, we spread the gamut from millennials to premillennials to senior adults and uh, people 50, 55, 60. And uh, they're very excited because Stephen is uh, such a, 
I'm one a man of God, a man of great insight into Medicare and insurance and how to watch for uh, things that could be unfair to you as senior adults and how to take care of your needs. Um, he helped us immensely the last two times he was with us, and he said he'd be with us tonight. And I'm going to let him introduce in just a moment a, a great friend of his, someone he has brought on. Uh, and then I'm just going to ask them if they would, Stephen, if you would just kind of go ahead and uh, and lead in for us a little bit about uh, Henry and yourself and maybe tell the folks what's happening a little bit. We're always excited to hear how you expand and help people in so many different states. But at the same time, um, thanks for being with us. Thanks for being a great man of faith. And thanks for instilling that faith. We felt your call of God to help seniors. And one of the reasons they responded is as they felt what you expressed, that God gave you a calling to take care of his people who are senior adults as well as their families who are helping them at this important time in their life. So uh, you're going to get a, a less of a welcome tonight because it's just two of us to clap, but we'll clap really good. Welcome we to Amazing we Expectations. Yeah, we're glad you're with us tonight. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Take it away. We're glad you're here. Well, I guess I guess I'll say pastors, and that'll cover both of you. Thank you, Joe and Paul. Reverend um, Misters, yeah. Um, I I'm excited to be here. I, you know, I, I didn't know I volunteered for Labor Day, the Labor Day show. (laughs) Snuck that one in on you. No, I don't have that much insight. And then I, I reached out to Henry maybe a a couple of weeks back and I said, Hey, Henry, why don't you join me on some um, current, current events, current affairs, You've got some, um, you know, thoughts and ideas and things that you're seeing in the marketplace. And he said, sure. And then about two days ago, he said, I didn't know it was on Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) We're dressed up for Labor Day. Just relax. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. So, um, you know, Henry, uh, well, let me just start with myself. I'm Steve Cabazet. Thanks for the great introduction, Joe. And I'm in Santa Rosa, California, where we have just set. A, uh, a record in terms of heat. Hmm. Our, our heat wave, the hottest temperature we had on record recorded was 109. And today hmm. we hit 112. Wow. Ooh. So I think those grapes are ripe and ready for the picking. <laughs> that heat puts up the sugar content. That's and uh, so can you imagine out picking grapes in the field right now as the sugar content is up? You know, we nope. work we work twenty four seven here in Sonoma County. We we never stop working because we're, um, you know, well one we're we're a tourist industry and two we have medical industry. We've got technology, so there's always something going on manufacturing. But we're not used to this. So um, now, on the other hand, uh, Henry. Who's down in Arizona? What part of Arizona are you in, Henry? Yeah, Scottsdale, Arizona. Super Scottsdale. hot. <laughs> I lived in Tempe. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> He's real comfortable in 112. That's right. <laughs> no problem. There you go. I got out of the I got out of the shower today, and I was wetter than uh, once I dried off than I was in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> So, well, let me just say that, um, you know, there's there's a scripture that says a friend stick it stick it close, closer than a brother. Mm-hmm. And I would say that Henry first is a friend. Amen. And um, 
and then a brother mm-hmm. and and then he's also a partner um i i would say partner i'd say associate because we don't we don't work for the same companies but we do have some partnerships and agreements and and the ways that we help um reach uh the medicare eligible but a little bit about henry um he's got three kids and a lovely wife and um and i'll tell you it's almost like being in the military because henry has had to move around extensively because well where the need is he gets the call and he goes oh. and uh it's it's been challenging i i don't know i'm a father of eight and i was in two locations most of my life maybe three and they were in the same county not states and all of those places so Henry has had a special call and has heard the call. Um, he's a man of faith, and he's been just walking in faith the last 14 years in this Medicare space. Um, when I met Henry, he had moved out of United Healthcare as a regional trainer, um, mentor to literally um, hundreds of Medicare agents. So he's trained at the highest level those that engage with the greatest tools and and frankly some of the the best um, technology and engage the marketplace he changed a lot of lives you know it takes time to gain credibility i've only been in this space since 2011 and and that's a that's a short period of time in an industry that seems to be constantly moving Mm. so henry moved with the changes um, he went from there over to a private company, and we're going to talk a little bit about these companies and what they're up to tonight. And he went over to a private company, and and that's where we met. And you know what impressed me most most about Henry is is the um, the CEO's son. Um, and you don't generally get to meet the CEO of companies that you work with. I didn't get to meet the CEO, but I met his son. And he highly recommended Henry and that we work together. And um, and I knew immediately that that I wanted to spend as much time as possible. And the reason why is his first territory was Los Angeles. Wow. <laughs> and the first thing he had to do was go in and clean house, Ooh. if you know what I mean. Wow. And he had to literally fire agents release them you can't fire them because they're independent but he had to release them and his first six months was cleaning house Hmm. and um and we worked together for a number of years and then henry got called over to cigna and spent some time there leading their management teams um and i can tell you that um he wasn't comfortable i i could tell he just wasn't comfortable and we didn't get to spend a lot of time together uh, any longer, but he had left such a deposit in our organization and it touched the leadership of our lives. And we had about 12 people in leadership that we constantly referred to Henry. So whenever we talked about something, he was our go-to guy. Amen. And um, lo and behold, I got a call about two two years ago. And Henry said, Steve, I think there's something you need to take a look at and we need to discuss. And um, can we get together? Will you give me some time? And I mean, he earned it. 
we flew to Las Vegas. My business partner, Henry, and his um, new associates flew to Las Vegas. And we spent the entire day hashing out um, relationship, what was happening in the marketplace, what we were doing since we had spent time with Henry, and what he he was doing. And that really came out of his heart and passion to connect back to the senior and the broker. So agents that our company is a, is a company of brokers, agents who are in the field, sitting at the kitchen table, doing what we do best. And you need intel, leadership, information, guidance in an ever-changing environment. And, and that started disappearing for us. Just, it started prior to COVID, but kind of all communications got turned off, access, mm. um, and it got really funky in the Medicare space. So um, I could say that Henry is an absolute visionary. He's, he's got, as far as I'm concerned, as a result of his leadership, he's got a clear understanding of what's happened in our space. And as a result, what is affecting seniors um, in the way that they get and receive information and the way that they're treated. And Henry said something two years ago that stuck with me. And then I'm going to let Henry talk for a few minutes. He said, Steve, I feel like the industry has lost its, its North star mm. and they've commoditized the Medicare individual and they've commoditized the broker everything is just a number or um, how money can be earned or a metrics and we've got to find a way to get back to that and i think i've done it so um henry you know i don't know if we just kind of want to start there i know you guys probably have questions but there are two areas that i'd like to talk about one of them is Joe Namath that you alluded to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and who are behind these ads? And then I want to talk a little bit about the uh, in, the Inflationary Reduction Act. Good. Right. Um, just but how it affects Medicare and what what we can what we'll be seeing down the road in the next couple of years. But Henry, I'd love to have you just you know break into this conversation. Um, right on. And let's go. Let's yeah. go, man. Well, this is great. Uh, so first of all, thank you, Stephen, for the invite. And uh, for everyone, thanks for, for having me. Uh, Stephen's right. I, I, I actually come from a very rich background, which I'll share a little bit about with you guys, and then talk about the seed, sort of the uh, what I believe the Holy Spirit bore in my heart uh, for this business. Uh, and it's actually quite fascinating. It's not a story of one where uh, I woke up one day and had this uh, clarity. You know, Steve, I've made the joke with Steve, um, for my generation, n none of none of my peers uh, ever, you know, talk about seeing Rudy Huxtable tell her dad on television that she wanted to be a Medicare agent, right? <laughs> <laughs> and, and when it comes to choices of career paths, it's not on the Myers Briggs uh, spectrum of opportunities <laughs> that people get aligned their their personalities with. Uh, but Stephen and I really connected because um, 20 years ago, I was studying to be a priest. Um, and in that work, I, I really sensed this grave attraction. I'd say grave in a, in a positive way, this deep, deep-seated attraction to the voice of God. Uh, and, and it came from um, 
uh, John Paul II's teaching on the dignity of the human person. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in our theological training, we, we spent a lot of time with uh, St. Thomas Aquinas and, this, and what we called the notion of perfection of being. And, and, and just to keep it really simple, it's the idea that in all of history, for example, there, was, there has never been another Stephen Cabazet in all of history. And then for all of eternity, there will never be another Stephen Cabazet ever again, right? And so there's this, there's, this, there's this radical conviction that can happen if I really look at Stephen as a person who's a gift in my life. Right. Um, and so as, and as Catholics, we say every Sunday in our creed, we believe in the Holy Spirit, the Lord, the giver of life. And so there was this sense of how can I give life in my career? Right. How can I be part of this participation in giving life and honoring this dignity of humans um, that, you know, we were so uh, strongly formed in? And, and, and when, when I met Stephen, one of the great stories that we had was um, we were in San Francisco. I, I love this story. <laughs> Stephen was right. We connected instantly. And it was on a spiritual level. There was this, there was this moment where we had to compare notes. And, and the notes that we shared was on one side of a coin. And, and both of us knew that depending on where we landed on, on, on which side of that coin, we knew we were true uh, with each other. And, and we both shared, we aligned, and and there was this instant uh, recognition that okay, these are two people who are speaking, and we we had that clarity that was very quick. It was in the lobby area of a hotel uh, that I was staying at because I had flown in from Los Angeles, as Stephen mentioned. Um, and by the end of that that afternoon, uh, it was the funniest thing. Uh, we we pull over, we parallel park, and you know how parking is, Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. We were. We were going to go and talk to another agent that could join uh, Stephen's agency, and we decided to share a prayer together. And uh, <laughs> it was so fat in our industry. That's very rare. Um, <laughs> Stephen prayed in the spirit, and I wanted to show him something from the fourth century that was one of the church fathers. Uh, and so I read from one of the texts that I had of the church fathers, and we and we built immediately. We had this great. Uh, brotherly connection in that moment. And so to Stephen's point, right, we are friends and we are brothers. We'll pray together, but we also look out for each other on the corporate perspective. Um, and and so he and Stephen's right. He he talks about my background from United Healthcare. You know, United Healthcare is the largest player in the Medicare uh, space today in the industry. And and when we say player, we mean carrier who covers the, the largest number of lives. One in every five people that is on Medicare is on a United Healthcare plan. And I had the luxury of being trained in there in a system where, you know, we, we really were strategic and we had a, we had a business plan on how to grow um, with, you know, with agents like Steven and Steven's right. Um, when COVID hit, uh, I had taken this new role with Cigna. My title there was director of national broker strategy. And what that meant was, you know, I would look at Cigna's, um, Cigna's, you know, sort of landscape, all of the different markets across the country where they were present. And then I had to work with their distribution partners. And, and so Stephen and I are, are now distribution partners of all of these carriers. That basically means we, we take a contract. This is on the corporate side now. We take a contract and we can enroll people um, by representing, you know, their plan in the marketplace. And what I was exposed to in my role at Cigna was what Stephen and I call the Joe Namath phenomenon. That is that uh, I had a very large budget, um, and that budget was designed to help the uh, production team, um, you know, put more of those ads up on television so that the 
people who were, you know, at home because of COVID had a, had a way to call in and get some information about their Medicare entitlements. Now, what started to happen is that um, the information that was being shared is, 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 um, it, it can be really misleading. And today, if you were, if you were to take a look at a Joe Namath ad today versus two years ago, you'll, you'll notice that the text is highly modified. Today, it's very specific. Uh, call in and see if, you know, if your zip code qualifies you for X. Well, when he first started the ads, it was much more broad. It was call today because you may be entitled to, you know, mm-hmm. a whole bunch mm-hmm. of money back on your social security and other things. And the net result was that as much as 40% of all people who called in now, and we're talking hundreds of thousands of people, millions of people over the last couple of years, 40% of them uh, made the claim that they either misunderstood why they, uh, you know, what the information that was given to them after they called that television uh, hotline number, or Mm -hmm. they misunderstood what the purpose was. They simply thought they were calling in to get basic information about an entitlement. Intent, in, instead, they felt coerced. Instead, mm-hmm. they felt pushed. Instead, they felt um, twisted uh, into uh, enrolling in something, and then and then they had a, a tremendous fallout. And mm-hmm. and w- what was really interesting about it, it was it was that uh, the big carriers, uh, because of COVID, right, gave millions of dollars to these television ad suppliers. Um, because we, you know, that was the go-to-market strategy. It was very, how do you help people who are now confined to their homes that we can't go and do a face-to-face appointment with? Um, and in that process, it very much became a, this entity does this many enrollments for this cost. And right. And then, and, and this entity does this much for this cost. And therefore we will invest dollars over here with the expectation that this many enrollments will, will occur. And it became very faceless, very transactional. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if you take this idea that each individual human being is this unique gift from God, and now you take away their face and you just make them a transaction. Right. I, I think we've, we've almost entirely sterilized uh, what, what even the spirit of Medicare is, if you will. Medicare was designed to help everybody that was, you know, at a certain age where it was risky for health insurance carriers to cover the lives at the time, you know, 1965, when this was uh, all created. Um, and so, uh, you know, I, I feel like this challenge and this ministry that Stephen and I are a part of is to restore dignity, restore the face to the person, treat people with equality, treat them objectively, not commoditize them, give them the time that they need, give them the information that is accurate. And today, what I'm here to talk about is to give even deeper insights as to what somebody like Stephen goes through and how hard it is for him to access people at the local market level. Stephen can tell you a story where just last fall, uh, he was at a restaurant uh, with somebody, or maybe it wasn't even a restaurant. He was just visiting with uh, somebody who needed a conversation around Medicare. And I think it was, or maybe this was somebody associated with you, Stephen. You can you can clear, clean me up on this here, but I, I remember this data point. Within one hour, a Medicare customer received 27 calls while they were with this agent that Stephen knows. Uh, 27 times they were called. Now, I mean, come on, guys. I, you know, I think everybody understands now. This is we're on borderline harassment now of these yeah. Medicare beneficiaries. You know, this is harassing twenty-seven times in an hour. A wildly inappropriate. And so, I I joined an organization now where I have a voice 
and I'm and I'm working really hard to restore uh, several things. And so today is about reminding the audience that when you see local agents like Steven, his team, and others in the market, either at a they might be at a Walmart retail store, they might be at a Walgreens, they might be at CVS, and they're local. They don't have the advertising budgets that the big guys have. Um, and, but they have their best interest in mind. And mm-hmm. so it's, it's really with that heart and that mind that we want to spend time together and, and uh, you know, really talk about what's, what's happening and prepare people for this fall because um, of working with Steven is, is going to be a far better experience. Um, he knows more than any of those phone scripts would ever have you believe. So <laughs> I'll pause there. Oh, my goodness. Shoo. That commercial comes on, and the first thing I said, and I don't know, maybe it's just me, Paul, but the first thing I said was, you know, especially with our friend, again, just a personal opinion, so it means nothing really, but I thought, man, I don't think I believe what you're saying. I mean, it's just too slick, and it's too fast, and uh, I think you should be calling signals instead. (laughs) But, you know, it just didn't come across as sincere. I think... Stephen, wouldn't you agree? And then I'm just putting this back, but because um, Henry, that that's awesome, man. I feel your heart, brother. I feel your heart. We really do. Thank you, boy. Thank you. Um, don't you feel that that people? We talk about this once when they hear something like that. Are we so cauterized at the point of like that old saying was, "The America's lost its ability to blush." Nothing phases us. Mm. Where or, or we are at the place where. Where something inside everybody says, wait a minute, you know, are you sure that I I don't know that I really trust what you're saying. And uh, that's the thing, Henry, that really touched my life with Stephen, just like you. I mean, I came in the whole thing, which I won't go into, but that's what I felt with him. And I haven't felt this with others. And to hear about the blitzkrieg of calls and following those uh, initial feedback, that's exactly where it is. You think that people have just lost that ability that you can give back to them now and you give them some, some encouragement and identity as to who they are and creations of God and they matter. Well, you know, that's, that's such a great question, Joe. Um, The answer is yes. Um, uh, The answer is yes. We, we can affect change. um, And, you know, a lot of times it seems like things have to get worse before they get better. Yeah. And I say yes, because I believe change begins. It's very personal. It's very relational. So if I start to look at the numbers, there's 50 million Medicare eligibles and there's a shortage mm-hmm. of of touch points. So that's and especially during COVID. The, the people that were out sitting at the kitchen table, and I don't know how many insurance agents there are, but there's got to be hundreds of thousands of them in this space. Um, they effectively disappeared. And, and so I believe we can get back because just like, you, you know, you go off to work or you come home and the first person that you lay eyes on her is probably one of your kids or your spouse, and you connect. And and in a very short period of time, there's a sharing that occurs. Hey. There. There's that the payers, Henry. Yeah, all right. Good to see you guys. Good to be here. All right. Go and ahead. It, 
And in a very short period of time, you can connect in five minutes and get a sense of how the day went with your spouse and with your kids and and your work associates. And, and so that information is transferred at the home. And then we go out from there and touch the lives that we touch. It's our, it's the grocery store. It's the, it's the, it's the yes. person the cleaner. It's the people yeah. at church. It's the, our, our, our patients, our, our parishioners. So yes, I believe that we can get back to bringing dignity and and affecting the change that's necessary. In fact, I I I think the reaction is so significant. And I'm going to just talk about one of the reactions that's happened. I want to just have a little discussion with Henry here. Um, one of the reactions is is we have to go through an annual certification. It's called AHIP, and it's where we come up to speed on all the latest laws and changes that CMS implements as it relates to Medicare. And they threw in two significant changes this year. One was, I, I, I literally have to tell you, I don't represent all the plans in your area. And, um, and that immediately puts me in a, po- a defensive posture and or a place where it seems as though I can't actually meet your need. And I have to communicate that immediately. The second thing is, is that CMS through uh, the hard line and they said effective immediately October the 1st. Now that's about 27 days away. Every single person in my industry has to record, record mm. digitally every single conversation that I have with a Medicare beneficiary. The wow. moment we talk on the phone, there's no, there's no privilege. Now you're watching everything you say. Um, it, it's, it's just nerve wracking and I get it. It's a, it's a knee jerk reaction by CMS. We're pushing back. Um, I've written my congressman, but I don't know how you feel about me going into your parents' home and recording the conversations that are private and confidential that they share because when you start to build that trust relationship, you're asking about kids and grandkids and dogs and, and all of a sudden you have to record that bridge that you're building of trust. And so we don't know, we're pushing back hard, but we don't know how that's going to affect us. But those are two significant rules that have just been dropped on us. Now, um, Henry, you, you know, I guess this is maybe a question towards you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I've got some clear comments and some some context there to fill in. Sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah I mean, in this world where so I just want to I just want to paint two pictures. There's one, the pressure that's coming down on the Medicare agent and anybody doing these sales. And I think it's good, honestly, for the people that are crooks. And there's there seems to be a lot of. Um, problems there right now. But in addition to that, the the industry has shifted. And um, in our space, so that you guys can see the bigger picture, there's been this merger and acquisition process that's been going on for the last five years. Mm-hmm. And, and there's two major companies that have put some 
really bright and shiny faces. I'm not going to mention any other names, but they happen to one one Super Bowls, and they there's some other shiny faces that are now the I don't even know if they know what they're doing, um, but there's been this buyout of every major marketing mom and pop shop in the country. So there's been about 25 generational established companies that have all vanished in the last five years and they've been bought. And so now there's two groups and this reminds me, and then I'm going to turn over to you, Henry, but this reminds me of what Stephen Covey talks about. We've been reading Stephen Covey lately and he talks about, um, principle versus personality. Hmm. And, and there are principles that take time and they're not quick, easy fixes. And you can't, um, oh my goodness. I just saw a tree come down. (laughs) And I hope, I hope it's not on my neighbor's house sorry wow that's okay <laughs> we've got severe heat and things are just snapping right now oh, no. wow wow um sorry that's live in real time huh? yeah real time. <laughs> special effects Henry. oh, oh yeah. wow. so anyway so <laughs> this pressure is being put from cms it's being put from the industry and yeah. we've had we've had three offers to buy our company and we won't do it. We're on mission. And I want to talk a little bit about mm-hmm. what Henry's doing on his side too, but Henry, would you just address what you're seeing yeah. there? Yeah. So a couple of things I'll, I'll, I'll back out of a, of a couple of things to give some acronyms for the audience and, and, under, yeah. and give context for what we're talking about. So Stephen mentions AHIP and AHIP stands for America's health insurance professionals. And that is a requirement that every agent that wants to be in our business has to go through. And inside of it, we have um, ethics and compliance, which is great. We also have um, we have a battery of tests that we have to pass on fraud, waste, and abuse, right? And if you think about um, all of the different layers that that covers, right, it's it's really expansive. You know, um, when we talk about Medicare and health insurance, uh, oftentimes uh, people just think it's it's really about the benefits of their health plan. Well, in a federally subsidized plan. Um, you can imagine, right? We we have taxpayer money that goes into Medicare fund, and then we have these really smart actuaries who decide what the dollar value of each human life is worth to cover the health risk of <laughs> of, uh, of these Medicare beneficiaries, right? And then the the federal system will give you know that money over to private health companies so that they can cover us with you know, their health insurance plans. And then, so CMS stands for the Centers for Medicare, Medicaid. And um, those, that is the governing entity, right, from the federal government that overlooks the um, administration of these health insurance plans that Stephen and I, will, you know, work to enroll people in. So anytime you see a, an HMO or a PPO uh, health plan that's, you know, designed for Medicare, it has to go through this really rigorous process, um, of federal regulation, of state regulation, um, and there's a really complex process to it. And so then p- professionals like us who want to be in this business, we have to go through yearly um, certifications and we have to make declarations that we will be ethical, we will be compliant. And, and what's really fascinating about all this, you know, Stephen and I, we were talking about government overreach, you know, um, 
um, you know, when you, you guys may not know this, but if you were to dial one of those 800 numbers that you see on television for Medicare, right? JJ saying, call now, uh, okay, you know, right, because you yeah. might be entitled to more benefits. One what happens is, lead me. <laughs> yeah, well, here's what happens. And this is, this is, this is really, we're at a point where it's a, it's a total conundrum and it's super inconsistent by this current administration. I mean, it's just really, really out there. So what'll happen is, is if you see JJ and you call, they are allowed to route you to an offshore phone screener. Oh my goodness. Okay. An offshore phone screener who will, who will just ask a few questions to see whether or not you're eligible. And then if you are, they'll route you back into the States, right. In order to have a conversation. Now, all of that is a compliance. That's a workaround so that they're allowed to do these calls um, and, and then get, you know, permission to record and all of these other things. So they, but they don't tell you that they're routing you to an offshore entity first to screen you for eligibility, right? They don't tell you that. However, Stephen and I are not even allowed to give you a business card and tell you that we work in Medicare. Oh my goodness! There is another. Friend. Isn't that ridiculous? That's absolutely absurd. Isn't yeah. that ridiculous? And so then, to Stephen's point, my team, like for example, I give a training on how to identify cognitive impairment. And how to work and give dignity to people who are struggling with dementia, Alzheimer's, who may have a power of attorney um, involved, right? Who may have family who are going to help make this decision. And I will tell you, to Stephen's point, you know, sometimes we talk to people and we have to find out how much their medication is going to cost. Well, you know, some of these medications that people on are very sensitive. They don't want to talk about what medication they're on to, uh, you know, just anybody, because then it tells you something about what they're being treated for. And that's a very private matter. And what will happen with this television situation is they just in a very sterile way, they don't care about you and how you feel. They just want to know what medications you're taking so they can check the price and tell you which one's cheaper. Right. And they have to do it inside of 38 minutes. Otherwise they get forced to pass you on to somebody else. Oh, this is no dignity. I mean, come on. Where is the humanity in any of that? Right. And now, so, and I will tell you in my previous role where, uh, you know, I, I had to work with some of these call center uh, partners, we were having two to 300 complaints a month. And people were saying, we don't understand why they put us on this plan. We were told that we were going to get this price for a prescription. And it turns out it was this. We were told we could get our meds at the local apothecary. And now we're told we can't. We were told that this specialist was in the network, and now we find out it's not. And mm-hmm. uh, and so the result that Stephen is talking about now is that the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid, this administration, has decided that the easiest way to solve this whole problem is make all of us record the conversation. All of us. <laughs> just this broad sweep and say, you know what, we'll fix it. We'll just record all of you, and every five years we'll, aud- we'll spot check and we'll audit and we'll, you know, we'll peer in and see what's going on out there. And then we'll give you coaching if you ain't doing it right. Yeah. And it's like, think, come on, right? I, I think on. you just got under Dr. Thayer's skin on that one. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I'll, I'll pause there and, and give you guys yeah, time for questions. I have a ton of details about all of that. And I, I again, I, I think the spirit of this really is, is uh, it's so important to understand that working with local, work, working with the partner, someone that you do value, that, that does really try hard to give you um, this, this sense of, privacy this this protecting you have the have your family's best interest in mind i mean that, that's what we're fighting for here and we want to really bring that uh, and keep that inside of our industry and then i think what steven you know gets really excited about is that the company that i'm now with 
we provide some digital tools that frees up time so that Stephen can do more of connecting in a human way, right? So digital solutions to enhance the human touch. And we think that's right where it's at. And that's what I'm most excited about. So that's what we're going to be doing this fall. And uh, Stephen and his team will really benefit from that. So I'll pause there. And, you know, if you guys have questions or comments, I'll continue. There's plenty to talk about. Yeah. Well, Henry's being very humble. Um, you know, he's got 14 years of experience. And, and the group, I, I won't mention any names right now, but no. the group that he's a part of um, has done something that that's pushing back that we need, I need, that agents need, um, which is more of our time to sit down and educate more people. There's something happens, <clears throat> Joe, when when someone likes me, like me sits down um, with someone is I've got to put the time in. It takes 45 minutes yeah. to to educate, to gather information, to start some analysis, to to gather the doctors, the medications, get them spelled correctly, have them walk to their medicine chest and come back with a basket and sit down and review each medication. I mean, mm -hmm. this takes time. You can't yes. push through that <clears throat> process. So when you're routing people offshore, they're asking you one or two sales questions. They're not educating you and guiding you. So the reason we're excited as a company, and we're growing, God is breathing on our business. Um, Amen. We, we started here in Sonoma County, and we're now in seven states. Of, uh, and we didn't really expect it to happen this quickly, but the need is enormous where people want the information, the education on how to sit down and properly guide somebody mm -hmm. through Medicare planning. Now, when an agent we have plenty of really good quality agents that we've been training for years that go through licensing certification and their filters that frankly filter people that shouldn't be in the space out. But what Henry's company is doing for us is they are giving seniors and I, I can't explain this. I can't say this enough. They're giving seniors the, what I would call the, the connection point where they're not calling an insurance company where they got enrolled through a telesales person and they get a different person every single time or they're on long holds or somebody that's just been in the industry because they needed to make some extra money and transition and they they're gone they're not you can't even find your agent right but yeah. henry's company is is allowing our agents to do what they do best and his team, they're called Spark Advisors, his team does all the follow-up, the phone call. There's a billing issue. You've changed your doctor. Um, you, you, um, I mean, there's just so many things that happen. Oh, you got sold a plan because you called that eight, 800, um, <laughs> you know, mislead me number. And now you don't have your doctor. And and you need you need somebody to get you back upright again. And so Henry's firm and the group that he's working with, we call it concierge that they pay that they pay for. So in other words, Medicare is pays out dollars, as Henry talked about. Mm -hmm. And those dollars are in place. And so we're willing to give up a little pinch of revenue 
to ensure that Henry's group gets paid to, to be in place to follow up. So in other words, we don't even give our numbers out anymore. They do, we just have them call Spark. Of course, they have our number, but they call Spark Advisor. They get somebody who's going to stay on the phone with them. Sometimes these calls go for hours mm-hmm. because their, their durable medical equipment company changed, and now they can't get oxygen, and they're desperately in need of their oxygen. Oh my goodness. Yes. And they oh. won't get off the phone until they've got that oxygen being delivered. So that's where it really matters. It's one thing to do the sale. It's another thing um, to go through that process, but it's the follow-up that really matters. And so I want to give Henry a lot of credit there. And you guys may have some questions, but. um, Yeah, well, I'm looking at this, Steve, and we have about nine minutes and we'll have to jump, but we've got next week. I can't wait because now everybody's tuned in ahead of time on what's coming up. This has been great. It's great to see you, Steph and Tank. I'm, I'm glad you made it. So good to see you guys. Do you have a question, maybe, uh, from what they've they've shared, a quick synopsis? Well, you know, when I hear that they want to record you, uh, I think of censorship in, uh, I mean, with California right now is trying to pass that's going to gag physicians, meaning we can't talk about anything slightly off or controversial about, let's just use COVID. So if I don't agree with everything Fauci and the CDC is saying, and I have a different opinion and I can support it with some data that I've seen, I may lose my license. Yeah. By them recording you with your clients, patients, they can find something you say in a sentence or whatever and take away your license. That's right. That's absolutely right. Right. Let's, let's, I want to hit this um, this Inflation Reduction Act because I promised I would just hit a couple of points there. Okay. So um, I, my wife has actually blessed me. She read that thing from cover to cover and, and pulled out the information for me because she's a student and she wants to know, right? She wants to educate. But I read through that in the last couple of days, and there are four key points that I think we could have a little discussion here about. And remember, this thing just got passed less than four weeks ago. Yeah. So, and the provisions actually, some of them don't take effect till 2025. But don't let that fool you. Because we're now in the process in 27 days, we as <coughs> Medicare um, brokers can begin to share the changes compliantly that are in the marketplace that are uh, that are changing with people's plans or new plans are being introduced or, you know, there's all this whole industry thing that we have to be aware of on a local level. I won't go into it now, but we're doing the 2023 um, overviews in 27 days. And so 2025 will be right around the corner. <laughs> the following year in 2024, we'll be introducing um, the information that are in these acts, but some of these take effect right away. And here's one of them. The, the act will cap insulin at $35. Now, the, the former administration actually passed some legislation that helped in that area. And so I think this current administration is taking some credit for it, but they're capping this at $35. The national average, and that's monthly, 
And national average is $52. So that's what the average person pays for insulin each and every month. But it can be as much as $116. So just think about out of your social security check, if you're taking insulin, um, you could pay as much as $116 out of your, uh, the national average right now for social security is $1,600. So that's 10% of your income just goes to insulin alone. Wow. And that's net, that's net. So this will really help because it's gonna cap all that at $35 a month. The next thing that's in that act is um, um, it provides for several additional vaccinations. I can't, I have to be careful about what we're recording here. Now in the act, it says free, but I can't really use that word in the Medicare space. So I'm putting Yeah, We're not allowed to say free. We're allowed to say no cost. I I can lose my license over free. (laughs) 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 But Joe Namath can tell you it's free. Yeah, at no, at no cost to you, uh, these vaccinations, um, like the shingle shot, will be covered. And that's a significant amount of money uh, that's in, in, in that comes out of your pocket. Now, here's another one. And I really don't understand what this is about. But Medicare can directly negotiate with the insurance company or, or with the pharmaceutical companies um, pricing. So they can require the drug manufacturers to give rebates. And they do it now. There are rebates built in there, but they can require them to do rebates Hmm. when the prices move faster than inflation. Well, inflation is moving pretty darn fast right now. (laughs) (laughs) it, It just blows my mind. Like, how do you even have a metrics for that? Right. And then here's the other part that really captured my attention. And this takes effect in 2025, but it's right around the corner. It'll, um, it, um, it's going to cap Part D. So Part D is one of those things that I, I almost have a difficult time communicating when I'm sitting down at the kitchen table when I tell people that, well, um, your medical costs are going to be capped at $3,400, but your medications are going to be capped at $6,700. And they're like, what? That I, you mean? So confusing. I'm, it's so confusing. This will cap medication costs, Part D prescription drug costs at two thousand dollars. Now that's significant. That has my attention, and and that honestly could affect about fifty million Medicare beneficiaries. The current mm-hmm. cap. Right now, 2022 is $7,050. Wow. So and a lot of people hit that cap. They go through these stages. They go through the deductible, the initial coverage limit. They go through the donut hole, the gap, and then they hit catastrophic. And people think, oh, that's all I have to pay. People that come out of pocket for a lot of medication is $7,050. Nope, I'm sorry. You still have to come out of pocket for 5% even after that catastrophic number hits it's just it it just decreases it so um you know yes i've got it i've got three minutes i want to do an exit that's all and tell them can you tell them this is so exciting tell them how we'll start next week guys and we'll start bang at 601 and we're gonna everybody's gonna this is gonna rumble go ahead well um 
I think there's a couple of things. I think we can dive down into this, um, this Inflationary Act, especially on the prescription drug side. And I'd like to spend a little time covering Part D. Honestly, it is one of the most complex things that we as agents have to study and memorize and, and communicate to a member. And I'm telling you, half the time they glaze over. And mm. so we can, if as often as we can, Henry and I, if Henry's able to join us, I didn't ask him for next week. You <laughs> <laughs> we might be able to ask him, we need you. <laughs> yeah. but, but, you know, um, we want to drill down in that area on the Part D. Okay. And, um, and then we want to talk about timelines and timeframes about election periods, because those are quickly coming up. And um, and so, um, Henry, what are your thoughts about some other key things that could could be discussed? Very practically? 30 seconds. Go ahead. Henry. Yeah, I just so at Spark, our our mission is to help every senior take control of their health care. And so I think, you know, tune in next week and we're going to work even deeper on how you can take control. And we'll be with uh, Stephen Cabazet and I and uh, we're happy to oh. take this home with you guys. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, we are so blessed. Spoken as a pastor. Thanks, Henry. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> start. Yeah. Well, you're ready to start. Stephen, you're just the best. No question. We love and appreciate you, buddy. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we will be back with you next week. Tune in same time, same station. And, uh, we're going to take some great notes. Uh, Monsignor Paul has got his notes going up there, so I'm going to hit him up this week. He's got some good things. You like that? that was a good one, huh? You like that? Yeah, just let me like say, Dino Might. Yeah. Okay. Good one. Thanks, ladies and gentlemen. We have a lot of fun on this show, but we're going to learn a lot again next week. God bless you and keep you until we see you next week, okay? Thanks so much for tuning in. Raising Expectations, your Thank show. You God bless. God bless. Thanks, Steve. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you, and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.